Hi everyone, Lauren Hubelay here, and this is Restoring Immunity, Explorations of the Polyvagal Theory. I want to welcome everyone back to this third recap episode. Today, along with my colleagues Cameron and Megan, we're going to take a close look at the ventral vagal state. And we're going to talk about our own personal ventral vagal anchors. And if these terms sound a bit obscure to you, that's great because you're in the right place. By the end of our conversation, I'm absolutely sure that you'll easily be able to recognize the state in yourself and begin to name some of your own anchors. Hi everyone, Lauren Hubelay here, and this is Restoring Immunity, Explorations of the Polyvagal Theory. I want to welcome everyone back to this third recap episode. Today, along with my colleagues Cameron and Megan, we're going to take a close look at the ventral vagal state. And we're going to talk about our own personal ventral vagal anchors. And if these terms sound a bit obscure to you, that's great because you're in the right place. By the end of our conversation, I'm absolutely sure that you'll easily be able to recognize the state in yourself and begin to name some of your own anchors. Megan, Cameron, I have our questions to start us out today. What is the ventral vagal state? And are there clear signs when I'm in the ventral vagal state or that when I'm allowing ventral vagal energy into my current state? So ladies, let's see what you have to say. Megan, you feel like getting us started? Absolutely. You know, as I'm thinking about this question and sitting with it, a memory came to me, which is many years ago in my early 20s, uh, I was living in a community studying um, a form of breath work in upstate New York. And it was my first experience uh, away from home, not at college. I had had a few apartments, but this was a really different environment. I was in a different place. I was meeting all new people. Every X variable in my life was new. And I found myself asking when I was trying to ground, checking in and asking myself, what makes me feel at home? And when I felt into that question, what I was really asking myself is, what helps me feel regulated? What helps me feel in connection to myself? And even that self-inquiry of asking that means that I could take a step back and observe myself. And I think really looking back on it, that was my first awareness of what the ventral vagal state feels like to me and getting to know it. Cameron will talk more about this, but. I began to ask myself, so when do I feel at home with myself or in connection to others? Is there a place? Is there a time? Um, is there a certain you know, being that I feel more comfortable with, whether that's a pet or a relative or a friend? And so I think for me, the ventral vagal state is a place where I can notice and observe myself and others a place where I can feel a sense of connection to myself and others, and a place where I can step back and move with 
the changing radiance of life and feel like I'm able to pivot and I'm able to increase my mobilization or my need to do something about it and also downregulate and have moments of stillness so that there's some choice there. Mm, beautiful, Megan. Thank you so much. I was right there with you. That feels gorgeous. What about you, Cameron? Ah, well, Megan just did such a, a wonderful articulate job and you know, backing up from it, ventral vagal and that wonderful most evolved part of our brain that sits at the top of the ladder is that wonderful state for all of us when it's basically life is good. You know, when I am at home with myself and, and or others, when all my resources are available to me, my perspective, you know, things are, life is good. There's ease, there's fluidity. It's, it's the abundance of, of safety for whatever, as opposed to as we move down the ladder, those survival responses, which take us further away from that sense of ease and awe and oh yeah there are people there are places there are these mini moments and they can both as Megan so beautifully said have lots of energy or not so much I mean I can have a moment of awe for instance it could be a sunset it could be just you know seeing my cat sachet into the room it could be hearing the voice of a, a, a friend that I'm really delighted to, to be in connection with there there's so many and they all just suggest, yeah, yeah, that wonderful sense of, of ease with everything and anything and yeah. I love that idea of the sense of ease. And as you both were talking and I was feeling into what is ventral vagal for me? And I, ventral, I know I'm, open to this energy i'm filled with this energy it literally fills up every cell in my body i feel like i possess all of me at that time there isn't a part closed off or hidden or reserved and and we do that so often when we grow up in situations where we face a lot of challenges and trauma we learned to close off parts of ourselves, right? But when I feel the ease, and ease is such a right word, of the ventral vagal energy, I know all of myself is there. I'm completely filled up in my body and available. And, um, you know, I, I just had one of those moments today. Um, Yoahim uh, and I were fortunate enough, um, and the weather was beautiful here. It was about 65 degrees in the Pyrenees Mountains. We went for this beautiful walk, and a walk in, in um, nature is always made um, better for me when there's a running stream, right? And you could hear this running water the whole length of the trail, and we hit this meadow um, that kind of overlooked a valley and, and we thought, oh, this would be a great place to stop and eat lunch. And we had a simple little picnic. And there I sat hearing the, the brook running with the sun on my face, the simple meal and 
that felt very ventral to me. I was completely there, completely present. And, and I wasn't, um, there wasn't the need to protect myself against anything that might happen. Yeah. yeah. Lauren, I think that that point of not feeling like we need to protect ourselves it's interesting because we don't, when we're in ventral, we don't necessarily notice that we don't need to protect ourselves. It's like when we're feeling great and we're feeling healthy and we're feeling alive, we don't notice. We only notice when we don't feel great. Oh, wow. That's so true. That's one of the keys with ventral is that we're not so aware of how we're feeling. We just are there pivoting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. experiencing the moment you know elaine duncan from the Tao of trauma says our natural state of curiosity in the moment that when we move into protection it's because something brings us out of the natural state of just being curious and aware in the moment yeah so there's some nice words we've thrown out here if i'm a listener and i, I want to make sure so how do i know i'm in ventral so this Feeling I'm mm -hmm. in this moment, this lack of needing to protect. What else mm -hmm. have we come up with? Well, as Megan says, we don't often see because it's it's kind of a celebration of what's not happening that draws us out of the present. It's like it's like totally being here and and that expanse of the you know, Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no nothing, no dangers, no threat, no nothing, no one pulling us out of. And that could be, you know, a crank in my neck or a loud sound or, you know, look at my schedule. Look, those are all moments that might pull me out of the moment. But in the moment, you know, we can just have, I keep coming back to that word ease. ease. You know, I think one way to really experience this is the sense of choice versus need. So I, one of my ventral vagal anchors is making a cup of tea and drinking the tea. Sometimes even making it is enough to bring the ventral energy towards me and experience that, like Lauren says, in every cell of my being and feel like I'm really here with myself. But sometimes I make that because, you know, something is feeling a little off. I maybe had a conversation that was hard or I feel a deadline that might be hard or I had an interaction with a child that was hard, or there's something that I'm using the tea for to soothe myself. Something feels off. And then sometimes I'm making a cup of tea just because it sounds like a nice choice. I'm not trying to soothe. I'm not trying to get away or go towards accomplish anything. Yeah. So Megan, you brought up that word ventral vagal anchors. Cameron, can you give us a definition for that? It really is a way we can hold what holds more, helps support that wonderful ventral vagal state or helps bring us back to that. That uh, concept of an anchor is something that, that Deb created. And we think of um, anchors in the most literal sense on a boat the anchor is deep down in the water and usually has a nice long line on it that allows a lot of scope of movement and ease, but you know, that boat is not gonna 
float out to sea. It's not going to get bashed around in storms. So an anchor is anything that brings us back a ventral vagal anchor to supporting that ventral vagal state. So something that keeps us there or brings us there. Mm -hmm. Or as even as Megan is knowing, sometimes we start to feel like, oh, you know, that schedule deadline or whatever's pulling us. A and a, a warm cup of tea for Megan can help bring her back when she's feeling that little bit of a tug. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lauren, I think that it's important for me to recognize for myself and maybe for some people listening to also recognize that this all sounds very wonderful when we're talking about it, but Real life is full of, you know, stimulus. Real life is full of conversations and deadlines and um, things that maybe pull us away from this wonderful ventral feeling that we're describing. So if you're listening and you're feeling like, well, that sounds great, but that's not my real life experience, then as Lauren said, then that, you know, you're absolutely in the right place for this exploration because we have all experienced moments of this. And even if you have just touched in on a feeling of um, you know, not needing to soothe yourself, not needing to fix anything, not needing to do anything, even just for a moment, then that's the moment we're talking about. And that one moment can really um, change everything. Mm -hmm. And that's where Deb brought in the term glimmer. Because for many of us, if not most of us, that moment might last two seconds, could be a minute, you know, we're really lucky. But when we, through the act of another dead statement, savoring is allowing our autonomic nervous system to notice even if it was a matter of seconds, it existed. And it reminds and, and affirms that we have that capacity for those ventral vagal moments, even if it's just a glimmer. You know, those that the word the gl a glimmer and what we're talking about, I think about like that happens so often when families gather together because the entire time is rarely um, in ventral vagal. Okay, let's all be really clear. But occasionally there's that moment where everything comes online. And now, as I'm saying it, that moment's probably very different for each person in the family. But I, I would call those, and this is, you know, my Catholic upbringing coming in, you know, the moment the angels sing. And, and you just feel it like, oh, everyone's sitting there. And, and I almost feel like I'm glowing, right? It feels so delicious. And then it's gone, right? Someone says something snarky or... <laughs> someone has to go home and it's all over or you know someone's dog chews up the sofa whatever but it, it just um you're you're right Cameron and, and the minute we feel it one time we can feel it again and again mm -hmm. and we can continue to make make opportunities so Cameron do you have some favorite anchors mm -hmm. I do, and, and I was reminded, I was peeking at, at Deb Dana's second book later because it, it, it's all about different exercises and, and whatever, and really reminding myself that sometimes they're people, sometimes they're places, sometimes they're 
thoughts sometimes, there are many things. So like Megan talked about a, a particular time and, and her life in a particular moment being somewhere new and brand new. For me, oh, I, I am a, a sucker for, for all things natural. And, and sometimes the glimmer moment is you know, a sunset or a sunrise or even the sun coming out. Sometimes it's literally looking outside and going, oh, or it could be a bird. So all things natural. I have, um, I do, I have two cats and invariably I, I can even choose if I'm feeling a little pulled, I'll go search and and somewhere around the house and find one of them and just give them a little smoochy time. And, and that's eventually legal anchor for me. And also images and music, it can take a moment. Sometimes I'll even look here a, a particularly soothing piece or you know inviting piece of music in the back of my head it could be anything from pop music to it doesn't matter but I have you know that's how we we collect these anchors because we need life to be festively arranged with reminders of that bring us to that state or really help us you know enjoy it uh, for a few seconds longer. You know Cameron I think that that's a beautiful point because I really feel like a big piece of healing is um, as Lauren said, taking the pieces of ourselves and improving the communication and reuniting with ourselves. And as Lauren said, you know, she feels all of herself when she's uh, in a more ventral place, every cell in her body. And so whether or not we can hang on to these ventral vagal anchors for more than a second or two or a minute or two, getting to know ourselves and getting to know what helps us anchor and regulate and feel more connected to ourselves and others. Just the simple process of that is therapeutic because then we have tools to draw upon when we're feeling more challenged. You know, so um, I love to be in my really ventral for me about being in my bed awake. And I think it's because it makes me feel the ease of time. Like, oh, don't worry about going to sleep right now, or don't worry about jumping up and getting out of bed right now. Just relax and read a book or watch a movie or something. So it's really something silly, but it's very real for me. Mm -hmm. You know, Megan, it, it, I think a lot of times uh, what takes us into ventral or allows more ventral energy is, is silly and simple. And yeah. recently um, I've played with some, bringing some other um, soothing activities into things that I normally find tense. And I love to write. Um, I, I consider myself a writer, but if I'm writing for a deadline, it takes the, pres the pleasure away. But I find if I play classical music while I'm writing, I get a whole nother sensation because that music carries me and I can forget about the time and I just stay with that. And it gives me someplace else to place my attention rather than the clock in the corner of my computer. And, and I think um, for our listeners, considering um, this idea of taking things that normally aren't so pleasant, that might 
um, put you in a more more mobilized place. Um, what could you do to invite in some ventral energy that might just eat, bring more ease into that? Music's a great fixer. I mean, whether it's pop music or or classical, it certainly can shift the mood. We know it shifts the mood for children. You know, putting on um, um, a little Motown always makes everyone in the house happier, I'm sure. And there's that difference too of that, that context. For me, cooking dinner for a crowd and everybody and on a deadline, no, <laughs> that, that does not usually increase potential <laughs> bagel. But the moments I can go in the kitchen, whether I'm throwing leftovers on a plate or creating something that brings me into that moment and, and the, those little glimmers of just joy, you know, and it, it's, yeah. My mother later in life struggled with Alzheimer's and at times life was just overwhelming including language and so she couldn't find her words all the time and she'd want to express and then she'd start to get mobilized and then for her a, a ventral vagal anchor she would just like toss up her hands and stick her tongue out and, go, mm. and <laughs> invariably that would actually invite a laugh from whoever she was struggling in a communication with and then she'd hear the laugh and it was a, a wonderful moment of a ventral vagal and then she'd be invited back into more ease with herself wow. it's like that was just it. And I have children who will just occasionally stick their tongue out and then it, it leads to laughter and it brings us back into that ventral vagal presence. Sure. You know, laughter, I mean, just like Motown, laughter yeah. is something. <laughs> yes. If somebody says something and everybody can take a chuckle, boy, we've all experienced how the whole feeling can change. Yeah. Beautiful. Megan, you, I, did you get a chance to share some of your favorite ventral vagal anchors? I sure did. I love tea, making tea, sipping tea. I love to be in my bed awake. Yeah. I think I was. Um, I actually have found in my adult life that I love the morning. Mm. And I love the morning in a way, like I find it romantic and fresh and everybody says good morning without sort of that trip on their shoulder yet of nothing has gone wrong. We can all share a good morning. We can share a moment of eye contact. Everything is fresh and new. Um, I love to go for walks or uh, bike rides. Yeah. And actually when we talk about welcoming ventral into the other states, I can share that I have discovered that when I'm feeling, so I had a moment that I shared in our last recording where I'd had a hard phone call and I was sitting there and I felt sort of glued to my seat and a little paralyzed and I could feel that I was having a dorsal response. And there's a book that somebody recommended to me recently called Running with Sherman, I think is the name of it. And I had had it sitting on the shelf and I know that it's a, it's a funny heartwarming book about a man who um, rescues and trains to run up a mountain with a donkey. And I decided in that moment, that's what got me out of that dorsal moment. That's what my ventral vagal anchor was and brought some ventral in. I just opened the book and I started reading. And within a few minutes, I am in love with this donkey. And 
<laughs> and everything shifted for me. And likewise, when I'm feeling sort of hypermobilized and like I'm in a go, 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 and I feel a little chaotic and I'm having trouble getting organized, um, I am starting to discover that if I go for a walk, I can stay with that mobilization, but somehow create a feeling of organization or safety in there that can change it for me. So I'm just starting to explore what my anchors are and how they're different depending on where I am. It, explore is such a great word, Megan, because I think that's what we all are constantly doing. And if we have the space um, to see our circumstances, and uh, granted there are times when we don't, but when we can see them and we have a nice menu of anchors that we can choose from. We can, you know, begin to mix and match. Oh, when I do this, it actually helps ease that situation. And if I do that, then, then that might ease this one. And when we have, we know we're going to have an especially difficult day. What can I fit in? right? That would give me a little glimmer here or there. Maybe it's making a special lunch for ourselves. Maybe it's making a special lunch for someone we love. Um, maybe it's just stepping outside and getting some fresh air. I tell you one other uh, thing that I've discovered about myself that has really changed my day-to-day -day life is um, taking the micro moments so I love to get somewhere about five to 10 minutes early, which it does not always happen. But <laughs> does, and I can get somewhere five to 10 minutes early. Then I can offer myself three minutes or four minutes in the car and I can play classical music or I can rock out to something louder or I can read a book or I can do a micro meditation or I can have a few minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm you created space for yourself created space for me yeah so cameron anything else on this topic from you well i i've been hearing when we we sort of wax on those eventful vagal anchors a, a lot of what we've been saying is oh i love this oh i love that and creating more space and more of that invitation is is all about those ventral vagal anchors, either planning in, you know, little moments during day to give us a little bit more space that will allow, because we remember it's a hierarchy. Our systems want to be as much in ventral vagal. It's only when we get yanked out of them. And so, you know, setting up those moments during the day or looking forward so at the end of the day, I'm going to take a walk or, you know, I'm going to do something that again, creates that. And then, and then of course, I'm waltzing off in my mind about they're so unique and wonderful to everyone else. And I remember that moment in the sound of music when um, Sister Maria is saying, you know, raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, brown paper packages tied up with string. So the, that's the richness of music and sights and moments we live that, again, invite. So for each of us, it's, it's a wonderful exploration when we have the space to notice it. It's like, oh, I love a warm chocolate chip cookie. You know, whatever it is, that moment of I love is that wonderful feeling that a little flush of ventral vagal energy and can become a ventral vagal anchor if we just notice it. 
And as Cameron has taught me again and again, if a moment comes where we are noticing how we're feeling, then right there, we know there's a little bit of entry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So last week, um, we had this lovely episode on the states of survival, our, our states of protection, the dorsal vagal and the sympathetic. And today we've offered up for our listeners here, the ventral vagal state where we are connected and more have more ease and with ourselves. And we hope that this has brought some clarity for all of you in the states and being able to notice and name them for yourself. Um, we will be offering up one more episode in this beautiful recap next week where we'll be looking at the vagal break and this wonderful idea of blended states, which we often experience a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So ladies, thanks so much for helping me do this and offer it up for our listeners. And I hope this brought a little more clarity and certainly invited in a little more ventral vagal energy for you.